Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're going to talk about Microsoft, but not quite in the same way that we've been talking about Microsoft in the past few weeks. Instead, we're going to talk about Microsoft management and some of the troubles that I see potentially on the horizon for what will be one of the biggest gaming publishers in the console and especially console triple A space. On your screen right now is a clip or more specifically a screenshot from the teaser trailer to the perfect dark reimagining, which if you've been following along with that particular project, you already know has had its share of at least interesting news items surrounding it. That continued these past 24 hours to three days when Andy Robinson at VGC, Video Games Chronicle, did a blowout article this morning about some of the difficulties that that company, the initiative, is having retaining its talent. Or as he says, exclusive, Xbox's The Initiative Studio has seen a fast and furious wave of senior departures in the past 12 months. Now, before we get started going through the specifics here, I want to point out, making video games is hard. It almost feels like that goes without saying, but making anything is hard. Making software is perhaps even harder than making other things in the physical realm, and then making video games is in many ways like making software but harder. You add artistic content, you add creative directions, you add all sorts of the various ways that you can screw up a story, like in a movie or a book or a TV show, and you put that on the creation of software, and you wind up needing a lot of people to get it done and a lot of ways that it can go wrong. So this isn't a video designed to dunk on Microsoft or the initiative. All of this stuff is hard. Instead, I'm making this video to elaborate on some of the points I've raised on social media, on the BitCast, other places that you can see me, in terms of what concerns I have about Microsoft, or more specifically, new look Microsoft that has doubled in size in terms of the number of developers if and when the Activision Blizzard deal finally goes through. So take it with that grain of salt. Making games is hard. I want to see more and better games. We'll talk about that at the very end of this video. But this isn't just about Microsoft. It's not about dunking on them. It's not about bagging on them. Whatever other social media term you want to use. It's instead about what I think are reasonable concerns about the way they currently conduct business and will need to change as they take more and more developers under their wing. Now, Andy and VGC appear to have been turned on to this particular article and looking into it further a couple of days ago when they put out an article entitled, It Looks Like Perfect Dark Has Lost Its Game Director. Dan Newberger is the initiative's second major design departure in a year, according to LinkedIn. And we'll see LinkedIn referenced in a couple of places. According to his LinkedIn profile, as spotted by Xbox sleuth Clobriel, Dan Newberger left the California-based studio last month. His profile page currently flags that he is looking for work elsewhere in design or director roles. Now, that's interesting in and of itself in terms of somebody leaving. And we're going to talk about how heavy the industry is right now for hot, excited, experienced talent. And just leaving without another job in place is interesting in and of itself. But as this article says, Newberger had worked at the initiative for nearly four years and was previously a game director on the Tomb Raider series at Crystal Dynamics, the same studio which is now collaborating on Perfect Dark. And that'll be a part of the story as well. So a couple of days ago, VGC, Andy Robinson find this out, and then it looks like they go looking a little bit deeper. Coming out this morning with a very interesting article that's already been picked up in a number of places, 
entitled, as we said, Insiders Describe Fast and Furious Exits from Xbox's Perfect Dark Studio. As much as half of the core development team have quit in the past year, initiative management says it's confident in its team. As the subheading just said, as much of half of the core development team known to be working on the upcoming Perfect Dark reboot quit the company during the last year, or around 34 people, analysis of employee LinkedIn profiles has revealed. That includes most of the initiative's senior design team, including game director Dan Newberger, which we just talked about, design director Drew Murray, lead level designer Chris O'Neill, principal world builder Jolan Myers, two senior system designers, a group of three former God of War designers, and more. In fact, if you go and you scroll down to the bottom of this article, they take what was known to be the Perfect Dark Dev team, and then they show everyone that has left on LinkedIn, at least. And LinkedIn isn't a perfect piece of information here. We're going to see LinkedIn reference. We're going to see some anonymous interviews done. As always, take them with a grain of salt. And I'm going to mention why I think some of the lines in there are interesting and why they're also very specifically from people that have left the company uh, in a way that I think is being ignored by some of the reporting here. But you can see all these strikeouts, all these people have left. And that isn't great when you're trying to make a video game. So hence the article. Now, the one thing we don't have here in this article is kind of a control group. We don't have another company to reference. And certainly one of the complaints that people have about this reporting, or at least uh, comments that they have is that, hey, it's a rough world out there. Video game boom, pandemic, people are moving around a lot. And maybe this isn't that unusual. Now, even they say 34 is a lot. It's half the team. That's a big deal. And as we've seen in the earlier news items about the initiative, that Crystal Dynamics uh, hiring contract assignment uh, is another part of this story that I found to be very interesting. VGC has some of these anonymous interviews. It says, interviews with multiple former senior developers cited a lack of creative autonomy and slow development progress as the reason for their departures and described the waves of exits as fast and furious with project momentum said to be heavily affected. So you see here the reference to the anonymous sources are former senior developers. These are people that left the company. And so we kind of have to piece all of this together because this video that I'm making is about Microsoft. This is about Phil Spencer. This is about Microsoft and Xbox gaming and exactly what they're doing with respect to control over their pipelines, because they're gonna be in control of a whole heck of a lot of the console AAA focused gaming industry when all is said and done. These comments appear to be a little bit more like upper level developers that are leads and have important roles, but are still below that director level. And if I'm reading between the lines here, it suggests that there's a problem with what they were allowed to do, what ideas and creativity they were allowed to bring to the party in the way that these particular directors were handling things. And VGC is going to make the same kind of assertion. Now, this is all speculation. You have to take it with the grain of salt that we give to VGC that you give to me on these kinds of things. We're not sitting there in the room, but that's what it sounds like. The initiatives management told VGC it's confident in the team it has in place and new talent joining and pointed to industry-wide staffing challenges during the pandemic. Here's a quote from Daryl Gallagher. It's no small task to build a studio and reinvent a beloved franchise. In creating the initiative, we set out to leverage co-development partnerships to achieve our ambitions. And we're really excited about all the progress we're seeing with our relationship with Crystal Dynamics. In this journey, it's not uncommon for there to be staffing changes, especially during a time of global upheaval over the last two years. And there's plenty more work in front of us to deliver a fantastic, perfect dark experience to our players. Now we talk about messaging a lot. That's a perfectly fine quote. It also doesn't appear to be answering the specific concern here, which is as reported by VGC, that these things happened in the last year. And more specifically, we'll see it reported have happened since Crystal Dynamics was brought in in September. 
That's not the pandemic. That's not fighting for talent. That is more. That is a cultural issue at the initiative and in making Perfect Dark itself. Now, VGC does point out, in the games industry, competition for experienced talent is at an all-time high following the pandemic gaming boom. I don't know how we would quantify that exactly, but certainly it seems to be a hot market. Former initiative developers VGC spoke to attributed the wave of departures to frustration among senior talent over the direction of the project set down by Gallagher and game director Daniel Newberger, who himself left the company last month. Although the initiative's website claims that the company promotes a collaborative creative environment, former employees describe the studio's development hierarchy as very top-down, with Gallagher and Newberger keeping a strong grasp on creative decisions. So you could see that what this was apparently working towards, at least as structured by Microsoft initially, is a Crystal Dynamics old-school production approach with Gallagher and Newberger deciding on various things about how the game is going to be released and telling their leads to go forth and delegate and everything else. And at some point, folks got frustrated with that. Now, that's not that unusual for people that left. When you ask why folks left somewhere, it's usually about money or satisfaction with the job. And if you're not very satisfied with the level of ability that you have to actually steer the project you're working on, that's not that unusual. What is unusual is 34 of them. And what is unusual are the steps taken from that point in time, which we saw in September of last year. According to the former employees, many senior team members were frustrated by this perceived lack of autonomy and didn't feel heard on key issues such as development priorities, project planning, and team staffing. Gallagher and Newberger, who were previously studio head and game director at Crystal Dynamics, wanted to make games the way they always had with top-down direction, the sources said, while many initiative employees were expecting a more bottom-up approach. And those are just different ways to project plan and lead development of any kind of project. But certainly, if you have a massive disconnect there, you're gonna have problems from the get-go. As a result, it's claimed that development has progressed painfully slow and a solid company culture never formed. All former employees VGC spoke to said they were surprised at how lenient Microsoft had been over the lack of progress. And this is actually the line that I wound up tweeting out in terms of social media to say, this is where my concern lives with Microsoft not taking a strong enough hand when things start to go off the tracks. And we're gonna talk about that more fulsomely in a bit, but I would point out just as we did in the earlier statements that this is the statement of former employees. And if you read it in that light, this last sentence can actually be read as, I'm very surprised that Microsoft didn't step in and correct all these problems, right? That my bosses were screwing things up. They weren't getting things done. It progressed painfully slowly. And I'm very surprised that the bosses, bosses, bosses didn't come in here and say, what are you doing with all of our money? And Microsoft has evinced a certain desire, particularly Phil Spencer, to take a hands-off approach to development of these video games. And some of that has worked, and we'll talk about those, and some of that has not. And the big issue, if you want to skip to the end of this video, is that they went from a very medium-sized development and publishing house to one of the biggest in gaming and don't necessarily appear to have the management structure ready to go for that. In fact, they didn't think they would have it for more than 15 development studios in 2019, as we will see, and they will be more than 30 if and when the Activision Blizzard deal finally goes through. The culture issue is partly behind the decision to bring on board Crystal Dynamics, it's claimed, with Gallagher and Newberger allegedly hoping that production would move more smoothly with the introduction of a second team familiar with their methods. So understand what's happening here as described in this article. 
And that is that Perfect Dark isn't moving forward. There's massive culture clash between top-down and bottom-up project planning assertions and the folks in charge that Microsoft put there to run this company and to get a Perfect Dark product out there effectively say, ah, I can't really work with these people. I want to bring in my old team, right? Now that of course wasn't how it was portrayed in September of 2021. Here's a VentureBeat article. Development on Perfect Dark is in the process of ramping up. That was always the plan after a few years of pre-production and prototyping, but shifting into that higher gear is taking longer than Microsoft was hoping for. The initiative needs talent, but it is difficult to quickly hire hundreds of skilled developers, especially during the pandemic. And pretty much, especially if you lose a lot of your leads and experienced developers when you make these kinds of changes. But Gallagher, who previously worked at Crystal Dynamics, still had strong connections to the studio and publisher Square Enix. He also deeply understands the capabilities of Crystal Dynamics. Microsoft executives see this as very similar to large named studios like Certain Affinity working on the Master Chief Collection or Sega's Creative Assembly working on Halo Wars 2. And that might well be the case. But if you have to bring up the Master Chief Collection and how 343 dealt with getting that product out the door in defense of what you're doing with your current product, you've already got a messaging issue because 343 really didn't do the job for the Master Chief Collection as it was initially released. And a lot of that comes back to Microsoft running its development houses when Halo, Master Chief, all of those products are really a cornerstone for the Xbox brand and 343 had all sorts of problems with it throughout, right? And that continued until now, really. If you look at what happened with Halo Infinite, 343 confirms it's delayed two Halo Infinite modes to make a 2021 release. Phil Spencer laments Halo Infinite delay, didn't make the launch. Halo Infinite players worry about the future after campaign co-op delay just this month, a week ago. And you start to see that sometimes the way Microsoft manages things works, sometimes it doesn't. And they're going to have to get all of their ducks in a row if they're going to run 30 plus odd developers in a fashion that gets more and better games out to the gaming community, which is all I want. Right, all I want is great Microsoft, Xbox, published titles, uh, as much as I want Sony published titles and Nintendo published titles. This isn't a console war type video, even though I know a number of you are gonna comment on it like it is. But when we get back to talking about these things, you still have that situation where leadership brought in the company they used to work for because we know those people and they can handle this and we're not getting it done with the people that are otherwise afforded to us. Who can blame them for leaving? in that scenario, especially as described in a scenario where the industry's hot for talent. And if you've got experience delivering AAA products, you probably aren't gonna have that difficult of a time finding another job. Finally, this article, which I will link, of course, in the description of this video, you should check it out. VGC is doing good work. And this is the kind of stuff that I love to see gaming outlets do. Finishes off by saying, it is understood that Xbox's leadership team are prepared to be patient with the new first-party teams, which includes those currently working on Playgrounds Fable and Rares Everwild, as they prioritize assembling groups capable of regularly producing the kind of critically acclaimed prestige projects that come from Sony's Naughty Dog and Insomniac. Now, I don't know whether they're specifically aimed at those studios or not, but there's a couple of interesting things happening at the end of this article. First of all, Andy, I love you. I think this article is fantastic, but I hate this passive voice. It's understood by whom? What are we talking about? Presumably he means by himself that there are whispers going on that says Xbox wants to take this hands-off approach while things get settled. But at some point, that's not gonna work for at least some of the developers under your particular family of companies. And so we have yet to see Microsoft really try to wrangle 
all of these companies. And if you have a concern about Microsoft, it shouldn't be that they don't want to release great games. They clearly do. They're pouring resources into these things. I think Phil Spencer says the right things in a lot of contexts. It's whether or not they have the capability of doing that. It's looking at a company that had 15 developers at the end of 2019 that now adds all of Bethesda and ZeniMax, and then is looking to add on top of that all of Activision Blizzard, including some of the biggest IP names in the world, right? And if you go and you look at that 2019, I found a quote in the Wikipedia article about Xbox Game Studios in general, which I thought was very useful. It says, near the end of 2019, with the combined 15 studios now under Xbox Game Studios, Booty stated that they now had more games than ever to handle and we're likely not going to acquire any additional studios in the near future, stating, we've been shifting our focus inside Xbox Game Studios from acquisition and growth to a phase of execution and delivery. And I really want to see Microsoft and Xbox succeed at this. Honestly, every gamer, regardless of whether they only have a PlayStation under their TV or only like Nintendo, should want to see them succeed because they've gobbled up so much of the valuable assets of this industry that to see them not succeed would I think do damage to the actual products that gamers get to experience. And if anything, gamers should be aligned looking at this and saying, we want more games, we want better games, we want Microsoft's management to succeed in getting those things released. But looking at 343, looking at massive Halo delays, looking at Perfect Dark, looking at the problems they have there, I am very interested to see how Playground's Fable game looks. And Rare and Neverwild appears to be in a permanent state of figuring out what that game even is. But looking at those companies and saying, okay, let's make sure that we can have management oversight and get a pipeline of games out in a regular cadence that gamers love, is going to be Microsoft's biggest trick yet. So people come into this space and ask me, hey, are they gonna buy another company? They might, I can't tell you what Microsoft is going to do. It'll probably be after the FTC actually winds up approving the Activision deal or allowing it, as we say in the United States regulatory parlance. But if they do, they're taking on more and more and more obligations to actually work with the resources they're purchasing. And honestly, there isn't evidence that they can do that just yet. Now you might sit back and say, oh, what the heck are you talking about? I just saw in Metacritic that they were the number one publisher of 2021. And I think that is to their credit. Microsoft can release really good things. But if you actually go and dive deep into this particular number, you see five distinct titles here. And the references are to Forza Horizon and Microsoft Flight Simulator at the top. And then the one exception to the rule that I promised I would talk about that gives you hope if you're a Microsoft fan or just a fan of gaming in general, and that is Psychonauts 2, right? Psychonauts 2 is the example I continue to go back to. It had a 90 in Metacritic. It's a fantastic game. And more importantly, it's a creative studio headed by Tim Schafer that generally was putting out somewhat technically janky, technical term, uh, games under that banner, but with enormous amounts of creativity. Double Fine joins Microsoft, clearly gets more resources thrown at Psychonauts 2, and Psychonauts 2 comes out a polished gem. Outside of that, however, Flight Simulator, Forza Horizon, I love Forza Horizon 5. I do discount them in my head because these aren't the kinds of games that give you cachet. They aren't the kinds of games with story and emotion and actually making players feel things. I love Horizon but it's not a massive role-playing game. It is not an adventure game that gives you scenes that you can resonate with. It's a really, really fun racing game. And very similar, Flight Simulator, I think is a very good flight simulator. As far as I'm told, I have played it. It's not really my thing. I popped in, popped out pretty fast. I'm glad that it's a very good version of that. But the reason you don't see 
the folks on social media or otherwise talking up this number one position is because those really aren't the kinds of games that move the needle. And you could say that's unfair and that's Sony bias or whatever. It's totally fine with me. You are allowed your opinions when you're discussing these matters. But that's what I see. And even in this article, talking up how good Microsoft is, you get Metacritic asking the question that I really think should be on everybody's mind. Can Microsoft maintain its quality control once Activision Blizzard is welcomed into the fold? And that doesn't even include ZeniMax and Bethesda, who outside of Deathloop, and it looks like Ghostwire is going to come out pretty well, isn't actually working on massive RPGs or stories or with ZeniMax right now in a way that we can see those products coming out to be consumed by the gaming public. So at the end of the day, the reason I did this video is, again, not to damn Microsoft, but instead to look at things with the eyes of someone that hasn't yet seen the Microsoft dream come to fruition, that looks at quotes that says, hey, we're full up in 2019, that then added another 15 plus developers into the fold. And I look at it and I say, hmm, when I see what's happening with Halo Infinite, when I see what's happening with Perfect Dark, when I see how Microsoft operates and has operated in the past 10 years, I want them to be better, but I am worried about it. Now, Andy also has a Twitter account and he has commented on his own article and had a number of big industry folks comment on them as well. I want to talk about them a little bit. He says, as a big fan of the original Perfect Dark, there's positivity to be taken from the fact that Xbox is seemingly willing to give the initiative the time it needs to make something exceptional. At the same time, that's an incredible amount of big talent lost in a 12-month span. And again, I think it's totally great that Microsoft doesn't want to crunch people, doesn't want to contribute to toxicity. We'll see somebody else reference that in this space. But if things aren't moving along, if games aren't getting made, if the slowness of that process is actually driving the experienced folks that you hired for this purpose away, you've got a problem regardless. And we can talk about Halo Infinite. I'm not the biggest fan, as some of you might know in this space, but a number of you really love Halo Infinite. One of the issues there is it took an eon to actually get released. So if Microsoft buys up all these studios and their productivity dries up, where three years becomes five years, that's also a loss overall to the video game community on the whole. So Microsoft doesn't really want to see that, but neither should we. We want more and better games. And so while it's great that Microsoft isn't yelling at folks, seemingly, it's not great if they aren't actually getting products out to market. Here's Brad Sams, read the initiative, and he quotes all former employees VGC spoke to, said they were surprised at how lenient Microsoft had been over the lack of progress. I have heard this before from other studios. Appears that Microsoft is not trying to drive toxic culture, is trying to avoid toxic culture, which again, is a good thing. Now he continues, not all that surprising, but from an industry where crunch time is the norm, swinging back to a more progressive management approach may be too far in the opposite direction for senior level retention. Maybe not a perfect analysis of the situation, but clearly there is friction. Now, his supposition here is that if you can't press people and if they're pushing back on that, then that lead level management that isn't the director that gets to decide on everything and also isn't the line worker that's cranking out concept art or code or whatever it might be, gets frustrated because they can't hit their deadlines that are being ordered on by directors, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know whether that bears fruit in this particular concept. Uh, and again, I would point out that Microsoft trying to avoid toxicity or problems there, if they wind up losing everybody that's making the games for them at an experience level, that's not going to work either. There's always multifaceted needs for a project like software, like video game development. Microsoft's going to have to figure out when a soft hand works, when a hard hand works, and I don't know that they have just yet. 
Here's Christopher Dring of, I believe it's Games Industry Biz. We'll just check here. Yes. This highlights how incredibly tough it is to hire and retain people in games right now. Too many senior roles, not enough senior staff. It's creating a real fight for talent. A situation made all the more urgent with the level investment in games right now. And that might well be. As I said, we don't have a control group to actually compare the initiative to here. However, if we're actually analyzing this from afar at a 30,000 foot basis, Microsoft is the company that really shouldn't have difficulty matching other deals, giving people what they need if they've got good management structure in place, if they've got good judgment in place. They certainly have the resources to give the salaries that people want, to otherwise give the benefits and perks that people want in that score. What they appear to be lacking right now is actual functional management that is giving these folks the satisfaction they want out of the jobs that they have. And so if you don't get that satisfaction, you see a high level of turnover. And unfortunately, as I said, it's hard to make games, but you really don't want to see what you're seeing with respect to Perfect Dark. And it's difficult to say whether or not that's just because everybody's hot and can get somewhere else really, really quickly. Here's Mike Minotti at GamesBeat. We know that there is a high level movement across the industry right now with developers commanding a premium and able to walk work wherever they want. But this sure is a lot of movement and brings the Crystal Dynamics partnership into a new light. And I discussed that as we read through the article. And I think that is accurate and certainly indicative of something more than just that movement concept. I do think management at the initiative is using that as a bit of a crutch to say, hey, it's a pandemic. We got all this stuff happening. This is unusual. And if it is, as VGC suggests, directly related to that Crystal Dynamics launch in September of 2021, and that's when things really started happening fast and furious, it's very easy to imagine a situation where they said, ah, they don't want us. They're bringing in their own people. They're bringing in an own company on top of us. What is this job even? And when you start to analyze that and you're not getting that creative satisfaction, you maybe don't see a road to actually advancing in that company you start looking around. And if you find yourself in a seller's market for labor, you find yourself in a good position to leave, which is probably all those things coming together at once. Now, finally, I do want to uh, leave a comment on somebody that I think asks a perfectly legitimate question in this space. This is Tony Stark at Mr. Stark underscore 42 on Twitter. He says, I'm not sure exactly what people want them to do at this point. This is in response to me highlighting the issue. They say hands-on and people get upset, i.e. previous generations. They stay hands-off and stuff like this happens. The honest to God truth here, and I'll read my tweet in just a second, is that it's gonna be different for different situations. That management, if they deserve any portion of the big bucks that they get paid, is getting paid that for their judgment, for knowing exactly when a company is going off the rails and has to be talked to a little bit more strenuously, or maybe just needs to find itself and has to be lightened up on. Microsoft, hopefully, will find its footing on these things. I do worry because I have seen companies that grow too fast. And I know Microsoft's an enormous company, but we're talking specifically about gaming here, that grow too fast and basically outstrip their resources to manage it. And it all comes crashing down. That would be the worst case scenario in this particular instance. And I really, really don't want that. Gamers deserve more and better games. Or as I say in this tweet, we want them to succeed more and better games. There are valid questions in place around whether they have the proper management resources or judgment to do that at present. Everybody can get behind if they really think about it. And they're not just console warrioring online that we want more and better games. We want Microsoft to succeed in making those. We'd love it if Sony could somehow double their output and stay at whatever quality level they want to hit more and better games. And where I look at this and where I get concerned is Microsoft grew so large, so fast that it is the kind of fact pattern that if we're really honest with ourselves, could create trouble down the line.
This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you enjoy the conversations of business, law, corporate messaging, all sorts of other things through the lens of pop culture, video games, technology, and more, please consider supporting the channel. We cannot do it without viewers like you, without listeners like you. We've got a Patreon. We've got tiers that work really well in helping support what we're trying to put out there. If that isn't what you're interested in, just subscribing, ringing the bell, upvoting, downvoting, doing all those great engagement things, comments, sharing us on various forums, on Reddit, wherever else you find yourself, every little bit helps. And as you help, that subscriber number grows. And as that subscriber number grows, I can tell you from experience, YouTube pays more attention to this output and it becomes a snowball. So please do help us out if you can. Otherwise, if you caught us on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to us as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode of Virtual Legality. Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel.